Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Sherry Rosen from Sherry Rosen Publicity, bold, brilliant, and bodacious publicity that works. Sherry does publicity for fiction, nonfiction, mysteries, and most other genres. Welcome, Sherry. How are you today? I'm I'm doing great, and and I was really looking forward to this interview, Terry. This I, is going to be so much fun, yeah. And it's it's a subject that a lot of my audience is interested in. Frankly, it really is. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, since I I've been in business in New York City, having my own book publicity business for approximately twenty five years. Wow. But the reason I started my own business is actually from my home. So I'm a little ahead of the game from the people now that are still starting to realize what it's like working out of your house instead of going to the office. Right. But I saw, I worked in a lot of offices. I just saw how people treated each other. It made me so unhappy. And I said, the only way that I can do and treat people the way I want to treat is by having my own business and my own philosophy. And my philosophy is I wanted to put books out there by authors who are making a contribution to make this world a better place. And um, and, and also, you know, I get to choose the kind of books, the kind of people that I work with. And just worked with some amazing people, as you will see, that some of the testimonials just blew me away. Better than the authors say it than me. Right. And and it was really, um, that's why I put them up there, because I just feel anybody that visits my website at sherryrosen.com and they see those testimonials, that speaks for itself. There's no BS there. It's like, I'm the real deal. And I work hard. I just work hard on behalf of the client because I believe I also read through the book. So I want to know that I get as excited about it as the client because that transmits in my work. Absolutely. And when I read the testimonials, that really came through. They said that they felt you were as enthusiastic about their book as they were, which is Phenomenal. That's hard to find in today's work uh, place today. And the fact that you decided 25 years ago you weren't going back to corporate America and the office, there's so many people that feel the same way. They're disgusted with the way they're treated in the office and the the office politics that go on, and they just don't like it either. That's why a lot of baby boomers are retiring early and starting their own business. Not that they want to stop working, but they don't like that office politics either. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting because how it all came about is I was an actress for many years. 
but I really needed to make money. <laughs> so I started getting curious about the corporate world. So I actually talked my way into a position at ABC TV Spot Sales. And the woman that hired me was fabulous. But six months, and we got along great. And six months later, she was leaving. The new boss came in, and I knew it was not a match. Mm -hmm. And within nine months, he, they, uh, ABC said to me, we don't want to fire you. We want to place you in another department. And I looked and I just said to HR, you know what? I learned something. I don't belong here. <laughs> it was a huge, I had a C for myself. Yes. I always had a C for myself to make the decision. Right. I was so curious. I wanted to talk my way in because a lot of times the doors are closed. So you right. have to find, I have to find an either open window or another open door. Right. Somehow find a way. Right. So, and and um, as a result too, I mean, I've had my book publicity business now in New York City and I work with clients all over the world mm-hmm. and in the United States. And also what started to happen, because I work with so many authors, I started writing myself. I've written three books. The last one was Publicity from the Trenches for published and self-published authors. Mm -hmm. It's the basics, which don't change. It really helps um, any authors or beginning authors. There's a lot of professional authors that have been around but that don't understand the business. Yes. And I put that in the book about being aware of the business end. Yes. This is your baby. This is your business. From that, I started writing uh, nonfiction. And from that, it turned into storytelling. And now I perform stand-up storytelling of stories that I have created and written and um, perform. And I perform them. Where do you perform? Well, I have performed at some of these upscale retirement centers. There was one in Brooklyn called the Watermark, mm-hmm. gorgeous place. And I performed twice there. Great. I am going to be performing, uh, I'm not sure of the date, of this new one in the, uh, Manhattan called the Ipsley. Mm-hmm. And I probably, what I'll be doing is working with seniors for them to create their own stories. Yes. So, I mean, it's like, you just, it's reinventing yourself. And to me, it's curiosity about the world and finding things that I love to do. Yes. It is a number. Yes, it does affect our body because mm-hmm. our body does change. We go through a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I got to be honest about that. Right. But one thing that has never changed within me is this constant curiosity about being alive and what can I do uh, that is fun for me and kind of helping to make the world a better place? 
And the storytelling just naturally evolved. And I love getting on stage. And a lot of times, things that I say on stage, I can't say one-to-one. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Very defensive. Right. It's not a judgment. It's just what is. Right. But I realize when I'm on stage and you're in the audience, you are not, uh, you can make the decision whether you want to go on the journey with me or not. It's much safer. It's your own private space. So that's why I'm saying that I can say a lot more on stage than one-to-one. And it's also a great legacy for my children because a lot of families don't have a clue about what has gone on in the family life, what's happened, the legacies and stuff. You're right. I figured that, that, you know, a lot of my stories are on YouTube under Sherry Rosen Storytelling. And my kids have seen some of my shows, they've been to my shows, it gives them access to where they come from. Right. To me, I've always had to know, in order to know where I'm going, I had to know where I came from. Absolutely. Yeah. My background is so important. My mother, my grandmother, I'm always referring back to them, thinking about them. An aunt of mine was in real estate years ago when women weren't in real estate. And then I got into real estate after she passed away, which it's a shame I didn't do it earlier. But I really, I I really, they're a big part of me. They're a real big part of me. But you're right. We don't always pass that on to our children, the stories about them and how they've affected us. And it is important. It's very important. Yeah. And, and, um, um, some of my stories I, I created during COVID, mm-hmm. solo storytelling show. It was wonderful uh, creative process for me going through such a horrible time right. as COVID. And I wanted to put something out in the world that was creative and inspiring. And yes. it's called Turning Point. And it, it's a series of different stories where I went through a lot and I just turned it around and and made it into something very positive and inspiring. Because, you know, did you ever ask yourself, this is an important question, mm-hmm. why, and I wonder how many people have actually thought about this. Why am I here? Why am I on this earth? Is it just to hang out or my feeling is one of the reasons is to make the world a better place mm-hmm. or two to bring joy and to inspire people and to leave and to do these stories to show people in the audience that they're not alone yes so many of us go through such hard times and we don't share it and on stage, I share a lot. I'm very open about my stories, not afraid to be authentic. And hopefully, in the audience, people will feel as though they're not alone. That, wow, I would never guess that me, she, went through 
what she is because look at her today. And, um, and, and, you know, with the uh, publicity work, I just love it. I just, I, I, because I get to choose who I work with. I get to choose the books. One amazing story. Many years ago, when I first started out, I get a book in my mailbox called Wisdom Man. It, it's about the Aborigine uh, in Australia. And it was written um, by this Australian writer, Camilla Chance. And I read the book in three days. And she happened to have her email address. And I wrote to her and I said to her, what can I do here in New York City to help you put this book out there? Because so many people don't have a clue about indigenous cultures whatsoever. We don't. We learn nothing about it in school. You're right. So the most amazing thing happened. We worked together for 17 years. Wow. And we had never met until 14, after 14 years, because I won the lottery with Oprah. Did you? She was at Radio City. Mm -hmm. and, And this Camilla and I made a deal that whoever would win, we would go together. Right. It was uh, Deepak was with her the day that we went to Radio City. Mm-hmm. And um, we're sitting there with 6,000 people. And that's the first time I met her after working with her for 14 years. Wow. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So we'd been there for a while. And Oprah was not all around Radio City. She just was on the stage and maybe down the stairs right in the front. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I hear Camilla's voice softly saying, I flew 26 hours to get here, Oprah. You got a call on me. <laughs> well, I knew that was not going to work. Who would hear her voice? It was so the people around me, they kind of got it. So I said to them, on the count of five, let's all yell out the same thing that she's been yelling out and see if Oprah does anything. So sure enough, on the count of five, the whole group of us yelled out, Oprah, she flew 26 hours to get here. you got to call on her. <laughs> Guess what? She so, called on her. I Yep, that lady, the microphone that <laughs> 26 hours to get there. Oh, it my God. Really, it was amazing. That it is was- amazing. See what happens when you throw that out to the universe. You know, you got the people around you to help you because you knew it would work. And it worked. That was an amazing thing you did. That really was. You want to hear something else? Yes. Oh, <laughs> how... Um, how honest uh, Camilla Camilla passed last year. God bless her. How honest she was. When we first started working together, 
I didn't remember this. She said to me, Sherry, if you connect me with Oprah, you can have whatever you want. <laughs> Never remembered it in a million years. I took her out to dinner after we left um, Oprah at Radio City. Mm -hmm. Across from dinner, she said to me, many years ago, I made a promise to you that if you connected me with Oprah, that you could have whatever you want. Without a beat, I said to her, okay, round trip, fully expense, paid trip for my assistant and me to Australia. And she said, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, and wow. It was, it was quite, an, and, and also I had asked her if we could be with some of the Aborigines. Mm -hmm. She said, yes. And one of the things that happened with the Aborigines, there was an Aborigine uh, couple that we were with on the vacation. And what would happen is we would be with them, and then all of a sudden they would disappear. And I said to Camilla, what, why, why did they do that? She said, Sherry, it goes back to years ago when the white colonial people used to kidnap the children, the, the indigenous children that looked white. Right. Would oh. kidnap them and bring them into white families. Oh. And and some of them never and or they would take them far far away, right? Um, and and cage them up in um, in this terrible place. They had a film about it on uh, in the movies many years ago. Uh, I think it was called Rabbit Run Fence. But um, it was just an amazing experience. And it was when I was saying goodbye. Mm -hmm. These indigenous people, I got hysterical crying. I, my heart just burst open, and I said to them, it feels as though you're my sole brother and sister. Mm. Amazing. It was just amazing experience. Yeah. Amazing. Camilla and I changed each other's lives. We really, it was just an amazing thing that happened to me many years ago when that book was in my mailbox. And I, again, I reached out to her, what can I do? Right. No, no expectations. And look what happened. Just amazing experiences. Yeah. See, that happens when you want to help people. When you say, what can I do to help? What can I do for you? Things like that happen. Good comes back to you when you put good out. And that's what you did. You put good feelings and good vibes and intentions out there to her, and it came back. doesn't always come back right away. It took a while, but it came back in the most wonderful was, way. And it's funny because she was not, a, she didn't trust people at all. Mm -hmm. Good reason for her background. Right. But I'm telling you, to have a 17-year relationship with this woman and to meet her for the first time after 14 years, yep. that's pretty amazing. That really is. That is an amazing story. There's another amazing story. 
the very first book that I worked on, mm -hmm. it was, believe this, 12 years old. It was called How to Satisfy a Woman Every Time and Have Her Beg for More. In the early 90s, sex books came out like crazy. Yes. And I needed a full-time job. And so at those times, it was newspapers everywhere. So I put an ad in the New York Times for an um, administrative assistant position. I get this self-published author, which was unheard of. Right. 90s. She called me and she said, I want you to be my publicist. And I said, what? <laughs> Why? And, you know, because um, administrative assistant. She right. said, I just feel you're very resourceful. <laughs> Doesn't tell me the book is 12 years old until I tell her that I'll take the job. <laughs> and then she says, by the way, the book is 12 years old. Now, the newspapers, they knew the reporters, right? B-movies she was in, and she had an energy drink on, um, on the market. Mm -hmm. And they were making such fun of not only her, but me oh. with the 12-year-old book. But guess what? The best of all, within six months, the book went on the New York Times bestseller list and stayed there for 63 weeks. Oh my gosh, that is phenomenal. 63 weeks? That is very unusual. Wow. It, it, it was a phenomenon, but the best part is, and people who are watching this or listening, they'll identify when somebody makes fun of you, mm -hmm. when you're trying to do something and you're not going to give up and they keep making fun or laughing at you right? and you turn things around in your favor, that's the best revenge. It is. <laughs> but then what would happen all these reporters were calling me to get interviews with Nora, with me. Right. And, and Oprah began to call, and all these big shows were calling us because they wanted to book her on the on their shows. Yeah, so that was like uh, yes, yeah. best revenge. And you should never be afraid to do what you feel is right just because people are laughing and making fun. That doesn't mean anything. You just proved it. You can be a winner. Don't let those people affect you. Most people go, oh, I have to go crawl in a corner because they're making fun of me. I don't want, I don't like that. Like I have someone in my life that is a phenomenal writer, but she's afraid of criticism. She doesn't want to put anything out there because she doesn't want to be criticized. Well, I don't care what you do. People are criticizing all of us every day. Every day of our lives, our family, our friends, they're all criticizing in little ways. You can't be afraid of that. And she would be a phenomenal writer, but she's afraid. That's a shame. She's holding herself back. It's really a shame. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I've worked with uh, authors who went through that, mm -hmm. through that a period of not wanting to share their writing because of what you just said. Right. Somehow, some of them work through it. 
They just work through it. I mean, she's not alone. That's for sure. Yeah, but she won't even write because of that. But there is a way of being able, maybe going for help and working through it. Yeah, she needs to because she she is the world is missing her talent. And I see her as another Irma Bombeck. And Irma Bombeck is gone now. We need a younger version. And I that's the way I see her. And I keep telling her that. But she is so afraid that she won't do it. Now, her mother's also a writer. Uh, not, not formally, but her mother's writing children's books right now. They're not published yet. She's still in the process of writing. And now she's down with cancer right now. So she needs oh. chemo. But she's going to bounce back because she's got these children's books in her head. Two of them are written, but she has a whole series in her head. So, so, and her daughter got that talent. They both have the talent, but the daughter's afraid to write. The mother's not, but the mother's so busy working. It's a shame. She needs to earn the income. So, you know, you never know what you're going to make with the book, but I do feel the books will get out there in due time, but the daughter needs to start writing as well. Yeah, but it sounds as though she needs our guidance she or does sort of support. There's something blocking her. Yes, from proceeding ahead with her gift. Right, and uh, sometimes going to another person or a professional can really help you work through. Yeah, uh, getting stuck, getting yeah. unstuck, getting unstuck. Because you know people are always going to make comments about things. It doesn't matter when you're the bestseller author then you can laugh at all of them. And she really could be. She could be very, very good. Her writing is phenomenal. So is her mother as well. So the children's books are going to be great. And hopefully they'll come out next year. But, you know, the daughter has talent too. So she needs to also write. She's in corporate America. She has a nice salary. So, you know, it's like you hate to walk away from that. But write at night or write in the morning until you've gotten some things on paper. I I, I understand because I know being in theater, going yes. through auditions, that was really rough for me many years ago. But even now with storytelling, you don't know, some people in the audience may go, eh, and other people may love. It, yes. it, just never know. When you put yourself out there, that's part of the deal. That is that's part of the deal. Part of the deal. Yeah, you know what's going to come back, but sometimes wonderful stuff comes back. Absolutely. So miss out on that. Yeah. There's there's a magic that happens mm-hmm. when you put your work out there. There may be some rough times, but there's also, I do believe in magic. I do too. Experiences that I've shared with you. Yeah, that was all magic. Yeah. If if um I hadn't put myself out there. They just wouldn't have happened. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've worked with some really wonderful, wonderful people. Lately, I've been working with a lot of women who have written about Alzheimer's and dementia, caretaking, um, growing older. Um, I'm just trying to think. Some other fun books. Um, you know, um, having fun. And a lot of people feel as though women in their, you know, older years are not interested in sex, that it's gone. And one of my stories talks just about 
that good. <laughs> and it, it, it starts off, I'll just tell you the first line. I love food, but I love sex. And that's the beginning of a whole story on that. Right. You know, we're told by media, you know, that after a certain age, we should be invisible. Right. Like sex. We shouldn't have lovers. We shouldn't do anything. We should just be invisible. To sit in a wheelchair or a rocking chair. That's what they want. That's a load of BS. It is. If I ever listened to the culture. Yep. I probably did a long time ago. Me too. I don't pay any attention to the culture. Like what I said is I do want to, I retire from real estate. I just, I've done it. It's great, but I want to move on. So I was thinking, what can I do that I really love? And I've always loved to talk. I love to talk about anything. I'll just talk, talk, talk. So um, I had cancer back in 2017. And when I was out walking, I started listening to podcasts. And then all of a sudden I thought, I can do this. I can absolutely do this. So I started, okay, what kind of a podcast? Who I, and I'm, you know, I'm a boomer. So I want to help other boomers. I want to put them out. And my message is you can do anything you want to do. You need to keep working. You need not work, work, but doing something. You have to have a purpose in your life. You have to stay engaged. If you retire at 65, you could live another 30 plus years. You're going to sit on a rocking chair for all that time? No. So yeah, you've got the message. We can t still do things and we just have to morph into something else, change. And being creative is so important for boomers. And there's lots of different ways for us to be creative. But I love the fact that you started storytelling later in life. Why not? It's good for you. It's good for the audience. I think it's great. Yeah, it it not as though I... I do therapy in the stories. I, that I don't. I tell stories. But for me personally, it yeah. is great therapy. Yes. What happens in storytelling, you don't memorize. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, you just have to kind of have a skill to know beginning, middle, and end. Yes. So what happens is each time I tell the story, it changes. It morphs. Right. There are certain things that come up that I didn't even realize. And that's what makes it so exciting. Because when you start memorizing something over and over again, it right. becomes rigid. Right. Not everybody, but yeah. if people do memorize stories, you can tell the difference mm -hmm. between somebody who's hanging out with you, telling you a story, as opposed to somebody who's memorized something. Right. And it's, it makes it stiff. But with um, just having a sense of what the most important things are to tell in the story, it's amazing. Different things can happen. Um, sometimes I've added music spontaneously. Sometimes I've added hand gestures. They just, because I've also taken classes in um, improvisational theater. Mm -hmm. So that also helps the spontaneity of, you know, the unknown. Right. Uh, maybe follow something that comes up and you just want to do it. Yeah. And try it. Try it. 
That happened when I performed at this retirement community for the second time in Brooklyn Heights. That's what happened on stage. All of a sudden, I started finding myself. I was having a phone conversation with a producer. Mm -hmm. So I used one hand for me on this side and the other hand for me for the producer. Right. It just made sense. It right. Just, and it just happened so naturally the way or, and or, organically. And sometimes afterwards, I have um, uh, qu questions and answers from the audience if there's enough time. Mm -hmm. So it gives people time to share some of their own story. Yes. And that think is a, is a beautiful thing. That's why I want to work with seniors, helping them tell their own stories. Absolutely. And you know, that's how we connected. I saw you on LinkedIn. You had this short little video where you were dancing around your apartment. And I said, that's someone I want to talk to because you were so playful and it was so much fun. And I'm like, that's what we need to be as boomers. We can be anyone we want. Why are we so stiff and rigid and listening to what society tells us we can do? We need to have, be, have fun, be playful, help other people. And you're doing all of that. You're doing all of that. You know, Terry, a lot of times I can find myself sad or depressed. Right. And I'll go, music has saved my life. Music mm -hmm. and dancing. Right. From when I was a little girl, I've been doing this. I will put on music and I will start dancing around the apartment. And the next thing you know, right, without even realizing it, a smile just comes on my face. And it, it's just a way of me getting out of, not getting rid of it, right. but just getting out of the depression or out of the sadness and bringing up the joy that's always there, no matter yeah. what's going on. Yeah. And, and um, oh, and I, and I wanted to mention another thing for anybody that's interested out there is that we're doing after the 4th of July. If they look on Instagram, mm -hmm. I'm doing a book uh, giveaway of this book uh, that I wrote, Publicity from the Trenches. It's a basic book, basic rules for published and self published authors or, uh, you know, men and women that want to become authors. It just shows you the size of the business to be careful. It's just, um, it, I'm kind of a shepherdess that are shepherding you through um, preventing you from making some huge mistakes. Good. And that's why I wanted to keep it basic because I knew the publicity and publishing industry can change, but these are basics that they'll always stay with you and they're important. They're really important. <laughs> important to know. Yeah. So what's your Instagram handle? How do they find that? It's uh, at Blazing Flower. Blazing Flower. Like my hair. <laughs> okay. There you go. Good. Okay. So um, so it'll start um, right after the fourth because I figured we figured a lot of people would be away. Yeah. And this and podcast probably won't even come till after the fourth. So by the time they hear it, they'll be able to go right away and do it. So that's great. That's yeah. great. 
Yeah. That'll be perfect. Yeah, it's all if we put it on Instagram and uh Facebook and Twitter and um okay. LinkedIn. Most of the other sites I'm at uh it's just at Sherry Rosen. For some reason, I don't know where my head was with uh Instagram, it was at Blazing Flower. I don't know. But anyway, um that'll be exciting, you know, for anybody that <clears throat> wants that kind of a book. Yeah, I will be. That'll be nice. And I will have for the audience who's out maybe exercising or doing errands or whatever, I will have all of Sherry's contact information in the show notes. So if you didn't have a chance to write it down or you forget what she said, just come back and look up the show notes when you you can go to my website, kickassboomers.com. Click on Sherry's picture and all the show notes pop up and then you'll be able to contact her because if you're thinking of writing, even if you haven't started, go for the book, try and um, go on Instagram and try and get a copy of the book because down the road, it will be very helpful. Publicity is difficult and it's something you have to learn if you want to be an author. It's an important part. You think you write the book and you put it on Amazon and everyone, but no, people have to hear publicity is every bit as important as writing that book, correct? You've got to get it out there. Yeah, you're, and there's so much competition. But being in the business for as long as I have, I have a lot of connections. That's great. It's automatically, they know when I have an author in a book, right? it's got to be good. And, and uh, we're in sync with that. So that helps a lot too. That really helps. And and I started working with a Cracker Jack social media person. So she also creates graphics and stuff like that, oh, which makes it perfect. fun. What I started doing again is putting help. I have these videos of helpful hints um, if you're going to hire a publicist. Good. It's helping people, preventing them from making some major mistakes. And I say this with anything that people do. If you get a bad feeling in your gut, yep. you don't like yep. who you're speaking to, please pay attention to your intuition. Yes. Your intuition is there to protect you and just do not work with that person. You Absolutely. just believe, I never believed in my intuition when I was younger. I know we're all like that. But once you figure out that the intuition is always right, we finally get smarter as we get older. I tell my kids all the time, follow your gut. If your gut is telling you this, you shouldn't be here. Get the hell out as quick as you can. Yeah. I mean, intuition is so important. We must follow it. So you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and um, it helps me really with the people that I work with. Mm -hmm. I work with um, decisions about storytelling, where I'm going to perform or who I'm going to perform with. Or, yep. uh, you know, it's also I go to these open mics to try out my stories or to, you know, see um, if I need to change them and stuff like that. And, right. and then the people that you work with, you just have these this intuitive sense of, hey, this is working. Or maybe it's not. But sometimes I make mistakes like all of us. But in most cases, I really, my intuition is much smarter than I am. If yes. I listen 
to it, it steers me in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Mine too. And I, I tell everyone that always follow your intuition. Well, this has been a great podcast. It's been a lot of fun information. Very helpful. I've loved having you. So thank you for being a guest. And I will have all of Sherry's information in the show notes. So please contact her. And it's SherryRosen.com is her website. So you can, as soon as this is over, you can go run over and take a look. There's lots of helpful information. And if you've written a book and you need help, please contact her. Thank, Thank you, you, Sherry. Thank you, Terry. It's been a delight. You're a wonderful woman. Thank you. Thank you. It was wonderful. Thanks, Sherry. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old. Looking to take your podcast to the next level with video? Are you looking to develop a podcast but don't know where to start? From recording and editing to final distribution and marketing, we can help every step of the way to make your podcast stand out and get the results it deserves. Contact us today at premierpodcastpros.com to take your podcast to the next level. 